G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. In the late 18th century, William Wilberforce was converted. Almost single-handedly, he broke the shackles of slavery. People there were just totally different. We are looking at the footprint of God over the last 2,000 years. Since the Roman legion destroyed Jerusalem in the year 70 AD, the Jewish people have a nation of their own. And he said, well, no, Randy, we're not all just faking it. There is a living hope, and his name is Jesus. And I believe that that's really why you're here. Christ died for us. History Makers. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking to Christian Banuivo, who is a part of Love Israel, a great ministry uh, reaching the world with the gospel. We're going to hear a bit more about that shortly, but let's find out a bit of your story, Christian. Uh, Welcome along. Tell us where were you born and raised. Great. Thank you, Matt. Well, first of all, it's a pleasure to be in your program. Thank you for the opportunity. Born in uh, in Santiago, Chile. Uh, I won't say the year to give my age away, but uh, <laughs> I'm over 21. And migrated to Australia when I was seven years old. Seven years um, old, okay. Seven years old, correct. And my parents were um, not really believers. They did attend church from time to time, but uh, they really weren't committed believers at all. And I'm assuming a bit of a Catholic background? A little bit of Catholic background. Uh, the Catholics uh, are back, is very, very strong, the denomination in South America, uh, especially in Chile where, where I was raised. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then tell us a bit about your early career. What did you do after school? What's your, what's your story a from there? A variety of jobs. Um, however, mainly involved in the facility management industry, um, working with some basically tier one organizations that provide um, not only Australia-wide uh, facility management services, cleaning security uh, of that like, but also international as well. Mm. Very, very um, gratifying. Uh, but there was also always something missing uh, in the secular world. So the search uh, started at a very early age. And tell us a bit about your faith journey. When, when, when was the, uh, the awakening in your life? The awakening came in 1995, just before my uh, daughter was born. Um, I was invited to a little Pentecostal church in Newtown called the Rock Christian Faith Center and went along really skeptical. Uh, you know, there was a lot of arrogance there. I thought I knew everything there is to know under the sun, but um, uh, it actually showed me how little I knew, especially about biblical scriptures and principles, and it just came alive. It, it literally came alive, and it just showed me, you know, how wonderful it is, uh, the benefits, and... Um, how you know joyful it is just to receive the Lord as your uh, Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And I'd love to know the uh, practicalities of how it happened. Did it happen in that one church service you visited, or over over it, time? It did. No, it happened in that one church. Uh, there was nothing. I was always very very analytical, um, and there was nothing that the pastor was teaching and preaching on that I could actually find hold in. Um, I searched and I analyzed how I could. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. Basically, just um, negate what he was saying, but uh, I really couldn't come up with anything. And I started seeing 
how God is so alive today as he was back in the book of Acts. You know, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, there were uh, healings and deliverances taking place, and people were just really being equipped with God's word, which was just amazing for me to see someone so analytical the way I was. And so was there an altar call at the end of the service, or how did you, how did you come to the Lord? There was, there was. He uh, After about uh, three or four weeks there, uh, my mother had become a believer uh, quite a few months prior to that, and my wife had become a believer as well just before that. So there was a lot of prayer involved in my salvation. And uh, our pastor just made an altar call, and I thought, you know, I, I, can't, I can't wait any longer. It was always pertinent, that scripture, that today is the day for salvation. And I just went up and gave my heart to the Lord. And tell us what changed in your life after that moment. Um, it was a roller coaster ride because, you know, unfortunately, a lot of times uh, there are some teachings that aren't correct that they say that everything will be a better rose when you become a Christian. <laughs> um, you've got the eternal salvation and kingdom, eternal, um, you know, salvation that goes with it. But, you know, we have an enemy called Satan, and uh, he does, you do become his number one enemy. We're in spiritual warfare all, all the time, but I had some good teachings, good biblical teachings that basically equipped me on how to deal with these situations day by day, and it was just phenomenal. It was it was amazing, the transformation, even to the point that we started looking at our circ- uh, secular work and secular life and thinking, there's more to this. There must be more to this, and we started seeking the Lord for his guidance as well. And how did all your family respond to your salvation experience? Well, they couldn't believe it. Um, you know, even though they were believers and, they were, <laughs> you know, you trust in the Lord. But, um, you know, I was so far away from God that uh, when I gave my life to the Lord, it was overwhelmingly, you know, pleasing to them and, and a lot of emotion that went with that as well. And, um, you know, they were just so grateful after years of praying for me, uh, specifically my wife and my mother. Uh, that when I gave my life to the Lord, it was just uh, you know a dream come true to them. Mm-hmm. And tell us a bit about your uh, your journey into ministry. Uh, how did you get involved? Sure. Well, uh, only a short time ago, about uh, three years ago, um, we was really seeking a good biblical teaching, a good ministry that doesn't deviate from truth. And I came across the program of uh, Dr. Brooke Corman, which is LoveIsrael.org. And I just saw the simplicity and the humility, uh, the way that he teaches, that he's just basically translating from the Hebrew in the Old Testament to the English and the Greek in the New Testament to the English. Nothing flashy, uh, no sensationalism, just pure Word of God teaching, which basically changes lives. We discussed it with my wife because the Lord put in our hearts, you know, we, we need this type of teaching here as well in Australia. So we reached out to them. Uh, we prayed about it, we reached out to them, and it was a wonderful response. They were very appreciative, and we now have two conferences that we've had here for them. Last year was only in Sydney, and we had an overwhelming response from other states to say, listen, it's not just Sydney. So we're currently this year, also we started in Melbourne, Brisbane, uh, currently in Perth, and we'll uh, end up in Sydney. So it's been a wonderful journey with them. Well, it's been so good. I know I had the chance of chatting to Dr. Brooke Corman, and yes. he's an amazing man of God and, you know, got a great testimony as well of being an Orthodox Jew and then coming to know Jesus as his Messiah. Uh, it's so important that as Christians we get an understanding of the Hebrew foundations of our faith 
Just speak to that for a bit, uh, w- would you? Just tell us a bit about why this is so important from your point of view. Well, prophetically, Israel is God's timepiece. Whenever you see in, whether it be the Old Testament or the New Testament, there's so many prophetic scriptures about the importance of Israel in the end days. So, and even going back to the Old Testament, one of the earlier scriptures was when God spoke to Abraham, he said, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. So automatically, if you stand with Israel and you bless Israel, you're blessed. Mm. God does not lie, and that promise is there. And we've seen the fruits of that as well. And, um, you know, it's amazing how now people are, and we're grateful, God's, you know, mercy and grace that the veil has been lifted. So uh, people weren't looking or embracing Israel or those type of teachings in the past, but we're seeing doors open, which is, which is amazing testimonies that we're seeing uh, throughout Australia. And, you know, there's a lot of Aussie Christians that don't see any need to understand uh, the Hebrew foundations of our faith, and uh, a lot of them don't even know Jesus was a Jew, you know. But when you look at, you know, the feasts and you look at the Sabbath, when you look at, you know, all of the, the, the different perspective of reading the Scriptures from a, a Jewish worldview, it changes the way you read the Scriptures. I've been to Israel twice, and it's really opened my eyes to uh, look at the Scriptures from a, a, a Jewish perspective, not just a secular Greek Western worldview, you know. But, you know, there are some Christians that, you know, I've got Christian friends that they practice the Sabbath and they celebrate all the feasts and they eat kosher, you know, they do all this. There are different extremes that people go to in different areas. Well, what's your thoughts on, uh, on how far we should embrace them? Uh, and that's a very good question. And I would say to the listeners that um, the Sabbath is not just for the Jew. The Sabbath, uh, basically, it's for all of us to embrace. And there are so many benefits in that. I mean, when we look at scripturally, I mean, God rested on the seventh day. He didn't have to, but it was just basically a, a, a guide for us on how we should live our lives to dedicate the Sabbath to not only rest, but praise and worship, spending time in the Word. Dietary uh, restrictions as well have been proven now scientifically that you know science has actually proven the Bible right. So there are things that we also encourage. We certainly to, uh, embrace them, and we also encourage other believers as well, not just uh, Jewish people, to really take these things on board because there are tremendous benefits associated with them. Mm. And it ultimately gives God all the glory. It brings us closer to the Lord, and uh, you can't go wrong with that. And and like you say, you know, there's benefits uh, from honouring these uh, amazing, uh, you know, traditions from Scripture, and, you know, there's lots of benefits. But you, you won't lose your salvation if you don't do it. Like, it's not, no. you know, <laughs> some people no. take it to that extreme, don't they? <laughs> no, no, exactly right. It. Uh, it's all about us being kingdom-minded because mm. all these things are temporary, you know. but um, let's focus on eternity. However, God did equip us with some things that will make our lives that much easier. We mm. will go through trials, tribulations, and persecution, but he also gave us some keys on uh, how to live our lives and how to enjoy certain benefits while we're still here on earth. Now, I know that when Dr. Brooke Corman came out to Australia, he spoke on you know, topics like spiritual warfare and uh, some other topics. Just share us, just give us a little snapshot of some of the messages he's brought to our nation, because I know a lot of people were impacted. Yes. Last year, he, uh, he was teaching on the Blessed Hope, which some people classify or name that as the rapture, which is uh, harpazo in the Greek, which is a snatching away. 
that was last year's teaching. It was uh, wonderful. It was very nicely received. And this year, like you mentioned, he's doing quite a few teachings. One of them he's focusing on is keys to spiritual warfare because the church, by in general, uh, is not fully aware that we are in a spiritual warfare. When we are believers, we become Satan's enemies, but the Bible teaches us clearly how to equip ourselves. And it's just a matter of being wise, reading scriptures, and that's the message that he's actually sending out. And it's so real. A lot of people think that this only happened back in the time of the book of Acts. It is so real these days, and it's only going to increase. If I have, uh, can just share a very quick testimony uh, of what happened to me in regards to spiritual warfare, I had a fear of flying for 25 years, but it was torment that I actually went through. It was horrific. Um, for any overseas trip, I had to basically be on a lot of medication, and I'm talking very strong medication like Xanax. I had to go to sleep, uh, and it wouldn't be just on a, on a trip, just one or two tablets. I would take three, four, or five of them. That's how much the fear and the torment that I went through. And on one of the trips to Israel, funnily enough, which was last year actually, I actually were in deep prayer, uh, fasting and praying, and I said, Lord, this, this is not from you. This is from the enemy. We are in warfare here. And halfway through the trip to Israel, I just said, no more. And I, that was a real prompting of the Holy Spirit. And I praise God for that because since then, for the first time in 25 years, I can get on a plane, whether it be a domestic flight or an international flight, and there's absolutely no fear whatsoever. So that is an incredible testimony of what God can do in our lives. Mm. We submit to him. We, we just rely on the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit, and he will do it. Men will disappoint you, but the Lord will never disappoint you. Wonderful, mate. And, you know, you, you nailed it on the head. We're all in a spiritual battle, and we've all got targets on our backs when we're following the Lord. Uh, but, uh, you know, Ephesians 6 tells us to stand with the armor of God. And, Amen, uh, you know, the shield of faith is the, the, the one we hold up against the fiery darts. And then the sword of the Spirit, the only offensive weapon in the armor of God. We've got to, yes. we've got to use God's word in prayer. And, uh, it, uh, it helps us overcome the enemy. And we've got to make sure we don't give him a foothold in our life, hey? Exactly right. You couldn't have put it better myself. Absolutely. Mm. Now, before we wrap up, I'm also curious to know of the connection with Derek Prince Ministries. Now, Derek Prince sure. is one of my favorite preach, Bible teachers and preachers ever. Uh, and, of course, he lived in Israel for a number of years as well. What an amazing uh, teacher of the Word. Tell us about your connection with uh, Derek Prince Ministries. Sure. Uh, it's actually quite interesting because my mother was actually saved uh, watching Derek Prince Ministries' teachings. And um, I would walk into the house see my mother watch, watching these old VHS Derek Prince <laughs> teachings and I would just try and find gaps again and find, you know, uh, holes in his teachings. Couldn't do it. And uh, when we started partnering up with Love Israel for the conferences here, which uh, we kicked off last year, I was introduced to a gentleman that runs Derek Prince Ministries here in Australia who we became very good friends and he's actually in collaboration with us with these uh, conferences. Mm. So it's amazing how the Lord can uh, turn things around and use things for his glory. Um, I was a guy just watching, my mother watching his uh, teachings and tapes, and now I've been blessed to be associated with Derek Prince Ministries in establishing these conferences with loveisrael.org here in Australia. 
and into a wonderful ministry, like you said. Uh, mm. He was a real man of God. When we've even had the blessing of having his adopted daughter attend our conferences, mm. uh, Tikva, who um, was adopted daughter with Derek and Lydia Prince, and it's just a blessing to see her attend our conferences as well. So it, it, it's really amazing uh, God's grace in our lives and working with Derek Prince. That is wonderful. And I reckon with a deep voice like yours, you could probably do a very good Derek Prince impersonation, you know. I, <laughs> That's right. I won't do that. I won't do that. <laughs> I used no, to love his just... Bible his Bible oh. teaching. He would just teach the Word with no hype, nothing extra, just teaching the Word. <laughs> yes, exactly right. And just, you know, he would be so open and direct about it yeah. and truthful. But the main message, as you know, with Derek was God is faithful. Yeah. And we've seen testimony of that time and time again. Yeah. It is really amazing. Wonderful. Well, Christian, it's been great to hear your story today. And once again, if people want to find out more about the ministry, they can go to the website loveisrael.org and find out more about the uh, the great teaching ministry of Dr. Baruch Korman. And uh, it's been great to hear your story, mate. I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much, Matt. It's been a blessing being on your program. God bless. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. History Makers is a faith-based ministry and we appreciate all of your support. The vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus all over the world. If you've got a suggestion of someone we can interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials, and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's Word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.